أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وبه نستعين اللهم يسر ولا تعسر رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما رب زدنا علما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد um, Before we start uh, <coughs> We were supposed to go through some information tonight But uh, we were given some questions um, to So inshallah we're going to look at those questions Today instead of uh, what we've planned to discuss tonight inshallah um, The questions that were given to us were three We got uh, the first question is uh, about what is ibadah so when we say ibadah what does it mean and also if we consider uh, exercising and shopping for food for one's family as ibadah how can we best invite believers to al-ansar community center so we're going to start with these questions inshallah if we get enough time, then we go to the other question that was given to us, which was about how to achieve, um, in terms of how to achieve the, uh, the knowledge of Islam and how to also practicalize it. So, inshallah, if we get opportunity, we go through that. But we're going to start with the first one that says, um, what is ibadah? That was the first question. What is ibadah or act of worship? In Islam, when we talk about ibadah, it's a multiple function. It's a lot of things that come together to form ibadah. When we say ibadah, Islamically, what we mean is anything that one can do to serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is considered as ibadah. So when we talk about that, we're looking at general when we talk about Salat, Zakat, Psalm, and Hajj, doing this are considered Ibadah. But that's not only Ibadah. Ibadah is anything, as I made mention, that will draw you closer to Allah or that will let you have the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the things that you say and also the actions that you do either inwards or outwards. Things that you do, people can see. People, things that you do that people cannot see. So, for instance, when we talk about our five daily prayer, it's ibadah. When we talk about zakat, it's ibadah. When we talk about siyam, fasting, hajj, it's all ibadah. When you talk about sadaqah, it's ibadah. These are something that has been prescribed in Islam. But even the words that comes out of our mouth is considered ibadah depending on how we present it. Obedience to our parents is considered ibadah. 
Silatul Rahim. Silatul Rahim basically means uh, connecting the family or connecting yourself with your family, keeping the ties of family is also considered as ibadah. Talking and saying good is amr bil ma'roof wa nahyan al munkar is also considered as ibadah. When we go further, we talk about jihad, which is striving on the path of Allah, striving on your own nafs to be able to control your own ego, is ibadah. Sending message of Islam to non-Muslims and hypocrites is considered ibadah. Doing good to your neighbors, taking care of orphans, is all ibadah. Anything that you can do, to connect or get the trust of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is considered ibadah. So when we talk about ibadah, and if I may go through the question, it says, does one, does exercise considered ibadah? Now this is what it comes to ilmul usul. When we talk about ilmul usul, this is the knowledge or the discipline that tells us how Islamic actions are derived from the ruling of Islam. Number one, anything that you do in your life with the intention of getting the trust of Allah and the love of Allah, anything, it's considered ibadah and you will be paid for that. Example, I decided that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, it's good for a person to wake up and pray for fajr. And I was living or sitting with my family, and I decided purposely, I'm going to sleep early so that I can wake up and pray. At that moment, the intention of going to sleep, that moment becomes ibadah. Allah will pay me for that because the reason or the idea behind that was to be able to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number two. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes a servant of his to be someone who is healthy and worshipping him at the right time. So I decided I'm going to eat good food. I'm going to drink enough water to be healthy enough to worship Allah. That also becomes ibadah. Allah will pay me for that because of the intention I had. The same thing applies to, I have a family, I go to work to earn halal so that I can feed my family, so that I can take care of my family, so that I can be able to provide for my family. The intention of going to work at that moment is to be able to take care of something that Allah has trusted me with, which is the family, the children, and the wife. At that moment, my work becomes ibadah, my earnings becomes ibadah, and Allah will reward me for every single cent that I spend on my family, either for the rain, for the gas, electricity, whatever that I'm going to do to take care of my family becomes ibadah, I will be rewarded for that. The same thing applies to, we made mention of the Prophet ﷺ's hadith that said, Al-Mu'minul Qawiyy. A believer that is strong is more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the believer that is weak. So I decided, let me go out. 
let me exercise, let me run around, let me jump around so that I can be healthy to be able to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If my intention is purposely to keep fit and worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I will be rewarded for that exercise that I do. So when we talk about ibadah, it's not only about praying five times a day. It's not about just fasting in the month of Ramadan. It's not just about just giving charity. All of our mu'amala, all our dealing, all of our way of life can be ibadah if we have the good intention. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he said in the Quran uh, regarding al-birr, al-birr means all good deeds which that are considered in Islam. لَيْسَ الْبِرَّ أَن تُوَلُّوا وُجُوهَكُمْ قِبَلِ الْمَشْرِكُ وَالْمَغْرِبِ Birr, or anything that is considered good deed, is not just facing the qibla in terms of prayer. وَلَكِنَّ الْبِرَّ مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ Al-birr, good deeds are starting from whoever believes in Allah and the actions that follows with the belief. So when you say you believe, but you sit down and backbite. When you say you believe, but you judge your, your brother or your sister. When you say you believe, but you always create issue within your family or friends. When you say you believe, but you spy on each other. That is not birr. That will not be considered good deed. So when we are talking about ibadah, ibadah is a combination of everyone's lifestyle. Because when we talk about Islam, Al-Quran is saying, Enter into the fold of Islam wholeheartedly. Islam does not have part-time. You cannot do things for the sake of Allah when it comes to only praying, fasting, and whatever. Your whole lifestyle has to be part of the ibadah. Your whole your setting of your life has to be worship, which means anything that you do. It has to be to serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Islam gave us monetary aspect. We got a monetary system. Islam has taught us how to earn money. When you earn money the way Islam taught you, to make sure that it's halal, to make sure that you don't cheat, to make sure that you don't deceive, to make sure that you don't take advantage of people, you earn things in the right way, then Allah will pay you for that earning because of what? Islam has a way of seeking for sustenance. Islam has what we call social life. Islam taught us how to deal with one another in a society. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taught us how to respect our neighbors, how to respect our guests, how to respect our family, how to take care of our, each other. So because of that, our mu'amala, our social life, you should not be the reason why the rest of the family or the rest of the society are not happy. You should create joy in the community. You should create joy in the family. You should be the one when people see you, they feel like, Alhamdulillah, such a person is here. So when we talk about social life, Islam has taught us that. Islam has taught us defense system. Anything that you can think of that bring people together in a society, Islam has a setting of that nature. So when a Muslim is able to follow that way of life, Allah will pay that person in all the aspects of life, not just only when they are in the prayer. So when we talk about ibadah, 
it constitutes of all that. Now, the question went further to ask, how can we best invite believers to Al-Ansar Community Center? This is our community. How can we invite believers here? Now, it's very obvious, it's very important. As a Muslim, your mu'amala, your dealings with people will be one of the reasons why people will be close to you. The way you act and the way you treat people will be the reason why people want to be next to you or away from you. So when it comes to getting people to the prayer hall, Islamically, you don't have the power, you don't have the will to be the one who says that everyone has to be in the masjid and for that matter they just walk to the masjid. People come to the masjid with their own will. People come to the masjid when they want to pray. So as a community, if we want more people around us, it is very important to understand this concept. We wanting more people for what benefit of ours? We need to be careful. We shouldn't be having personal interest. We want more people around so that people will say, MashaAllah, we are amazing. And for that matter, look how many people are coming here. We shouldn't be in that sort of mentality. But to get more people to be coming to the masjid, not only Al-Ansar, but anywhere that Muslims are, we need to engage Muslims in all aspects of life. Most of our masajids, not in this, in this society only, but other society, the masjid unfortunately has been turned like a graveyard. Most of our masajids are not active. The reason why they were not active is people only go there for prayer and after prayer they leave. There's nothing for them there. Alhamdulillah, some masajids have now created some portion of the masjid as a community center. They leave table tennis, they put a, a ping pong table for the kids and the youth when they come so that they can play. The, why are they doing this? Because if it is just for prayer, people will not come or people will come and do that and go. But there is no sense of society or communal aspect there. So now, if you go, I think, in Marian Masjid, they have a hall in there. They have ping pong balls for kids. Not only that, they even put a game. I know those sort of games are MTS. What's that your game? What's the name? PlayStation. PlayStation. They have PlayStation in the masjid for the youth to come and play. Why is it so? Because they want to engage them. But most often, being realistic, Every child of those ages who want to play PlayStations, they have it at home. So that will still not bring them to the masjid. So to engage the Muslim ummah, to engage the brothers and sisters in the society, we need to look at things that people need that will bring them together, not things that they can do individually. Anything that a person can do individually, if you are saying that they should come to the masjid for that, they will not be interested because they can do it in their own homes. So you need to create something that is communal, something that is togetherness. Example, a person can read Quran at home, yes. But you said, can we come together, we read and help each other and fix each other's problem or mistakes. That is a good thing to do. How often can you do this? How often will people 
leave their homes purposely to come and read Quran. So you want to mix the Quran with other activity. So as a community, we have lots of programs that we can offer. We have lots of programs that we can offer. Those programs that can engage us as adults and programs that can engage the youth, the programs that can engage the sisters, the programs that can bring the whole community together. So when we talk about our mujtama, when we talk about our masjid or our community center, there are a lot of programs as much as people are busy. If those programs are coming once in a while, people will be part of it. And alhamdulillah, so far, not to boast, we in our, uh, the play, this small place, Al-Ansar Community Center, wallahi, not because we are part of this initiative, but we are proud that so far in this state, in this state, not one masjid is doing what Al-Ansar Community Center is doing. We've been there, we know whatever that is happening in every masjid in Adelaide here. Wallahi, not to boast. We are the only place that is busy seven days of the week. Every day there's something going on. So is it of the number of the people that participate? Always it's not about how many people come. It's about the quality of what you do. It's about being there and caring for each other. That is what matters. Every single day here, we have programs that are going on. Imagine, today being Sunday, we have the talk. Monday, we have Arabic class after Maghrib. After Isha, we have Fiqh and Hadith classes. On Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we have kids' Quran classes. We go further. On Friday, we have the talks after Maghrib. After Isha, we still have the Hadith and the fiqh classes. On Saturday, ladies have class. They have Quran class, and I think they got some exercise, if I'm not mistaken, with which day they do that. So to me, when you look at all these programs, there's nothing, there's nothing that one can say regarding these programs that will say that this place is not active. We are more active than anyone else with these programs that we have. People who want to be part of it, alhamdulillah, they are always welcome. People that don't want to be here because they are, not, they are not ready to be part of any programs or they don't have time, that is their lifestyle. But whatever is happening here, alhamdulillah, and with our understanding of the deen, our understanding of whatever is going on, we are happy that Allah has made us part of what is going on here. We sacrifice our life not because of anything, but because we enjoy the, whatever Allah has given us in this environment, which we cannot get anywhere. So when we talk about things that will bring people or believers to Al-Ansar Community Center, there are a lot of things, but all depends on people's availability. I remember some time back, ladies have program on Friday after Juma prayer. These are initiatives that we always encourage. When people bring anything that will serve the community, we are always open for those things. And I remember some time back also, 
uh, the sisters have some programs that they do in the morning. So all also will come down to people's availability. And when we are open and we are taking advantage of the time that people have to be able to do things of this nature, these are the things that will bring us together as a community. You cannot live a life and say all your life has to be apart from praying, reading Quran, fasting, there's nothing that one can do in life. The companions of the Prophet Sallallahu they will come to the masjid, they will learn the Quran among themselves. Sometimes they will wrestle among themselves in the masjid. They wrestle. Why are they doing that? Because they want to keep fit sometimes. Because they know when the battle comes, they have to go there. So they have to keep themselves on more, to be more healthy and more stronger. So anything that we can do as a community, we are not limited to what we are doing at the moment. Those are the reasons why we said, if we are able to get a bigger place, that can give us opportunity to have more programs, we will be happy to, and that is why we um, opened this campaign and started advertisement to get a bigger place. Why is it so? We want a place where we can play, we can pray, we want the youth, when they come, they can kick soccer ball. We want a place that is bigger. So when we are limited here with that much, we don't have much facility, we want to take advantage of what we have at the moment. We want to make sure that still what we have is serving some purpose. So we can do more. So for the person who sent the question, thank you so much for bringing uh, these questions into our attention. But in reality... Everything that we are doing so far under the umbrella of Al-Ansar, Wallahi, everything that we are doing so far, Islamically proven, there is no any question about that. Can we improve? Alhamdulillah, there is always room for improvement. Are there better things that we can do? Of course, we need to all come together and create more things. We are not competing with any community. Alhamdulillah. We are creating things that we see within our mujtama, within our gathering, that is something that the society needs. And that leads me to the next question that I was given. As we said, anything that we can do. Now, I want to urge every single family that is here, every individual that is here, I want to ask you sincerely. Sincerely speaking, when it comes to your time, the way and how you spend your time. You can see, whatever that is important in your life, you spend more time for that. We have kids in front of us as parents. We want these kids to be religious. We want to bring them up in the religious way. We want to make sure that whatever they do, they have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in their life. That is what we want. We talk about this. But ask yourself simple question. What are you doing to make those kids religious? What are you doing to bring these kids on the path of Allah? Hypocrisy. If you are hypocrite, you will be burned in hellfire. Anyone who is considered hypocrite will be burned in hellfire. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Inna al-munafiqina the hypocrites will be deep down under, the, under Jahannam. 
who are hypocrites. You want your child to be religious. You want your child to learn Quran. You, le- you want your child to be respectful. My sister and brother, my question is, how much time do you spend with your child encouraging them to learn Quran? How much have you spent from January till now on your child to be religious, to be able to learn Quran? How many times have you dropped your child and sat down with the teacher and asked, what are you guys learning this week? Because I want to help my child at home. How much do you pay for soccer? How much time do you drive your kids to play soccer? Compare that time and the money you pay. Compare how many times you drive, how far you drive your children. Sometimes you drive them to an hour just to go and play soccer. You are happy to wait until they finish and you bring them back. Ask yourself sincerely, how many times you drop your child to learn Quran? You went and spoke with the teacher who is teaching your child Quran and asked, what are you doing in class? And you go home and sat down with your child gave them their iPad, gave them the Quran, gave them the, uh, the computer, said, play your surah and practice. Sincerely, ask yourself if you've done that. Well, if you are not doing this, you are hypocrites. You want your child to be religious? You want your child to learn Quran? How does that be? Have you spent a dollar from January till now on your child's Quran classes? Have you spent a dollar? Check how much you pay for the soccer. Have you spent half of that for the Quran? So when it comes to this, parents, we have to be very careful. Wallahi, Allah will question all of us on the day of Qiyamah. Allah will bring all of us and sit us down and ask what we did when it comes to our children's Quran. Gone are the days where our parents will buy a bag of rice, will go and greet our teachers and give them as a gift. Gone are the days where our parents will make sure that the Quran we use, they are buying. Gone are the days where our teachers and parents are collaborating to the extent you feel like you are coming from madrasa to madrasa because your parents will sit you down and check what you are learning. But here we are. We, are. we respect the teachers who teach our kids in school. But we don't respect those who teach them Quran. We will take our children and pay $800, $1,000 for them to play soccer. But we don't have time for the Quran. The children, your children will go to school five days a week. On Saturday they go to soccer. They cannot even get time for the madrasa. They will come from school, you will take them to soccer. But you don't have time for Quran. Sit there, talk about it. You want your children to be religious? Wallahi, with this behavior, deep down in hellfire, wallahi, nothing will stop that. Sorry, I'm being harsh, but it's a question someone is asking, and the reality here is, we don't have time for this. We don't have time for this. Some places, People who sacrifice their time for the Quran lesson, they are better off than people who are working 9 to 5. 
Some places. People who sacrifice their time with the Quran to teach kids. All the families that are around them. Any money they get in their houses, they make sure they come and give it to these people so that they spend their time on teaching the kids Quran. Here we are. We will buy the books. We will have the time. We will sacrifice our family time for your children, but you don't even care to come because you have soccer. Or kids are tired. Or you want them to do this. You want them to do that. So when you talk about reality... My brothers and sisters, you know you don't care about Allah. You know you don't care about your children's future. What you care about is what team they're going to play tomorrow. Are they going to be engineers or doctors at school? That is what you care about. Well, inshallah, your intention will go. They will achieve that. But no, when they don't have the deen. We live in this society. People are living the deen easily. In this society... People are leaving the deen easily. Ask your children what they know. If something happened to you tonight, if you are to die tonight, your children at home, ask them if they know how to even take care of you until you are buried. You don't care about anything. You care about their dunya. You don't care about akhirah. We will have a lesson on this, inshallah, in future. But this is to answer your question regarding... What is ibadah and how can we catch up? What are the things that we do? The ibadah is taking care of our future. Looking after those kids and making sure we spend time. Time and energy. You spend time, you respect the people or any audio to practice. That is the sign of those who care. Your children will sit down and play game. You are okay with that. The only time you are not okay is when they have assignment of school that they've not done. So you chose what you are interested in and you sit down and act as if there is a problem. Well, for your information, there is a problem, but it is in your house. Try to fix that. When you fix that, your children will be better. Inshallah, we'll stop here and take your, read the rest of the question. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت ونستكفرك ونتوب إليك سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين